Hey everybody, RC Alienation version 2.0, episode 11. Here we are. With me is Rob Yo. and Brian. Hey, what's happening? Hey guys. So a lot of you guys may or may not know Brian. He's kind of just going to step in every now and again, and we're going to kind of see how it goes. He is uh, down there from Texas. <laughs> Houston. And we all know, <laughs> and we all know the joke fuckers, about yeah. the steers in the... <laughs> the warm weather dicks. Yeah. Well, I'm feeling so, the love. <laughs> absolutely. Brian, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? What uh, What's going on? What you fly? That kind of stuff. Well, uh, I started out flying the uh, the uh, Align T-Rex series and uh, graduated to Gowies, which is how I became friends with Rob and, you know, our, our, our wonderful buddy Next Gen. Yep. And uh, through mm-hmm. no fault of, you know, anything but karma, wait, wait, you know? Wait. Wait, wait, Rob's that guy that smashes fusions, isn't he? He's yeah, one, he, he smashes fusions, and he tries to use Hurricane 550s as, what did my wife call them? Oh, yeah, chainsaws. Uh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> Tree trimmers. My, my wife calls him our uh, wayward tax deduction. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> it must be those four care packages I sent up that way, you know. So I, mean, yeah. I can't help it that I'm independently wealthy. I mean, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I try to look out for my boy. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, I miss my hurricanes. I'm probably going to end up getting me one of those X5s here before too long because uh, I'm tired of watching Rob fly his and going, dude, I can almost do that. Maybe it's the, <laughs> maybe it's the heli. They're nice. I have one myself. Hey, uh, hey Brian. Yeah, buddy. Do it. Do, 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 what, get the X5? Yes. Like, like really? Because uh, I got to touch one the other day. Went out to, you know, while everybody was up there <clears throat> up north while it was cold and stuff. <clears throat> We had a. Uh, did it, did it make a, you? Did it make? Did it make you tingle in your nether regions? Uh, a tad, just a skosh. Um, you know, <laughs> we, we we had come to the collective choice that uh, you know while everybody was out doing Black Fli- Black Friday shopping, we decided we were going to have a Black Friday heli fly in, and there was only probably about six or seven guys, but we went down to Houston Sport Flyers and we spent the morning just kind of having a little carnage. Um, and I'll leave the carnage out for a little bit, but yeah, it was a, it was an awesome morning. So while everybody was out shopping, you know, I was deciding what I was going to spend money on, you know, online later. So you were going off before I interrupted you. You were telling us about what you fly. What what you're you're you have a Gowie X5 or you're going to get? one? I'm going to so. get one, but no, right now yeah. right now I'm flying for uh, RC Aerodyne, which is ScaleFlying.com. So and I mean I love the Chaos helicopters. They're they're pretty resilient and. The parts are interchangeable with the T-Rex series. I've got the 450, I've got the 600, um, and then I've got the 700, which is an absolute beast. Um, and all three birds, as of this moment, are fly barless. The 450s in pieces because I plowed it, um, but you know that's a, that's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I'm liking them. I, I'm really liking them nice. with these new OptiPower cells. The 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 power is just it's unreal. So my helicopters cannot fly me, which that really isn't saying much. You can give me a SEMA and it'll outfly me. 
you know. Mm-hmm. So how about you, Rob? What have you been up to this past week? Um, not flying helicopters, really. Um, that's it. That's it. You're fired. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta be. <laughs> no, I guess, you know, I've been, uh, you know, doing some more of that rebuild for the fusion, putting stuff together. Um, mm-hmm. there's only a couple of things I think that are going to be in transit here that we'll need to have it complete. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, just putting all that stuff back together. Um, one of the things that did get damaged, if you recall from one of the previous shows, we kind of talked about some stuff and I put it in the thread and stuff, but, um, one of the swash balls got torn out of the inner swash ring on that uh, on the fusion swash plate. Uh, but the nice mm-hmm. thing about that swash plate is it's fully serviceable. I mean, you can take it completely apart, uh, service the bearings, replace the bearings. The top uh, cup is replaceable, as is the bottom cup. You can do them separately. So, um, you know, I think what it will do is uh, I want to probably just put some sort of little quick thing together because I haven't seen this in the fusion threads yet. Um, just put some quick build thread together, kind of a repair type thing, because some people have asked about that. By all rights, the only part that really would need a, quote, repair rather than just replacing a broken piece would be the swash. And I think it would be a great way because a lot of people get helicopters that have serviceable swashes but don't really know what to do. So they end up just buying a whole other swash, right? So what we'll do is we'll put a build thread together where I will replace that top cup, you know, the damaged one with a, a new one and, and show how to, how to press it all back together like it's supposed to be and uh, get it back on the bird. So. And hopefully, um, not, hopefully not crash it again. Yeah, hope not. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry. That's what we're hoping. That's what we're hoping for. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, this week was kind of a uh, well, didn't really get a lot of anything heli-wise done. I did go flying today. It was actually fairly nice and sunny, and uh, you know, thirty-one degrees outside. No wind, so I took advantage of it and uh, did a little flying this afternoon with the Gowie and the MCPX. But that's about it. Didn't get a lot of flights in. Uh, I think I got two flights in on the Galway before it just started getting too cold, but uh, had a good time. Yeah, it was nice to finally nice to get out and fly again. Yeah, you know what? Actually, we, I guess I did get a couple of flights in the, I guess near the beginning of the week after work. Uh, um, it starts to get pretty dark, so I can't. You know, I used to fly right after work and stuff, but it's by the time you know up this far north, and it's probably like this everywhere else. But it's pitch black out. You know, by the time I get off work, so I can't fly. But um, this Thursday, I don't, I didn't work, so I went out and flo- flew in like the middle of the afternoon, just out uh, near where I live. And like clockwork, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know, it's like moths to a flame. The kids in the neighborhood hear that motor start up, and then as I'm flying, I can hear them coming around the block, you know, out to kind of this little area that I fly at near my house. And so, of course, you know, I glance out my eye, and then I just go fly off to the other side till they get near me, and they're like, "Oh, that's cool." And the first thing I say is. Make sure to stand behind me so I know where you're at. Mm-hmm. And, and they do that, and then they Google at it, and then I land, and we talk about it. So, but I got to do that, which was kind of fun. Just really, what I was doing was I was burning off the extra, you know, battery power because I want to put all my batteries in for the big birds, and and eventually put them in storage charge. And then, um, if I decide to fly, it's easy to just take one from half to full, you know, and then go fly it. But um, I figure rather than sitting there in my uh, my front porch, the you know, like my blog, the front porch, that's my heli dungeon. Rather than sitting in there for an hour and some change trying to dis, you know, power, you know, uh, discharge these batteries to storage charge, I figured might as well fly it three minutes, three, four minutes, and then just uh, put it on the charger for another 10, 15 minutes to level it out. Of course, you know, Thanksgiving happened. How was your guys' Thanksgiving? Did you guys, anybody, did you guys do anything cool besides just eat turkey? Ate lots of food, had some turkey, some ham, and went flying, bro. No, fuck off. You went to that fun fly, didn't you? 
Well, no, no. I mean, I flew over here by the house, you know, on Thanksgiving Day, and then, you know, I crashed my little MCPX, and it's on its way to China right now because we converted it to brushless, and I'm like, okay, I'm pissed off at it, but, you know, <laughs> I, got to do, I got to do the fun fly the day after Thanksgiving, so. Wait a minute. You got to send your MCPX to China? The the There's a little thing called the Hark RC brushless BLS mod or some some stuff like that, and, well, you know, the uh, trying to get it where it's trying to get a little publicity here in the U.S. and you know I told Benny that said well you know we'll get the thing converted and get it set up and flying and I'll make some videos put up on YouTube and you know get you a little bit of positive PR on the forums and he's like cool well I finally just got tired of the damn thing the tail kept blowing out I'm like all right and the head started getting violent shakes and I mean look like a chihuahua standing in a rainstorm so I'm like you know what I crashed <laughs> it and I'm like okay so uh, yeah put it in a box and took it to the wife's job and i'm like yeah this sucker's going to china my wife looked at me and she goes well you won't be crashing that for about a month i'm like yep give me about yep. a month and a week <laughs> so, yeah. so rob did you how was your thanksgiving did you get anything cool it was fine it was kind of your generic thanksgiving it was nice because the last couple of years we've hosted it here at my house you know i'm a fairly new homeowner we've been in this house for well almost four years here i guess but so you know having your own new place that's just yours you know we're like, yeah, that'd be great. You know, let's host it at our house, you know, the new place or whatever. And so we did that Wrong. last year. We did Christmas and all this stuff. And this year we're like, you know what? Let's have it somewhere else. And so I just got to show up and eat food and that's it. So that was kind of nice and pretty pretty big spread. My, my brother's a, a chef at one of our gourmet restaurants up by where I live in one of the golf course resort areas. And so he was able to lend some of his insight into the food, which was which is a bonus. Hosting your own Thanksgiving meal is just a stressful situation. Yeah. Miserable. Yeah. I uh, I didn't host one, but uh, I did cook a turkey for one over at my aunt's and fried, deep fried a turkey. Tried to burn the house down a few times, but I got it done and um, turned out really well. Nice. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people was... blow up them fryers, man. Looks... Oh, you can do it if you're not careful. Yeah, it looks precarious. Turkey the, uh, <laughs> the thing about it is, you know, the... My mom was the only one that had tried fried turkey in the past, and the rest of the family had never tried it. So they were pretty skeptical about the whole thing. And uh, so they not only did they have me fry one, but they put one in the oven too, just just to be sure, you know, to make sure. <laughs> just in case yours tasted nasty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They didn't so, trust your cooking. <laughs> well, that's, exactly. that's confidence. Yeah, well, you know what? It didn't take long. Uh, they were first, you know, when you first take for those of you who have never deep fried a turkey, when you first take it out, you know, the initially it, it feels like it's overcooked because that skin is really fried and it feels really tough, you know, and, and they were like, Oh my God, this is overcooked. Yeah, yeah. And so we cut into it and my brother was like, Holy shit. Just look at that. I mean, it's just juicy and it's tender and soft. That fried Turkey was gone. I mean, it, yeah. there was still, there was still three quarters of that other Turkey left when we finished dinner. But... <laughs> nice. <laughs> so it was kind of fun. That was kind of fun. We sure had a good Thanksgiving. The whole family got together and, uh, I actually was going to take a helicopter over there, but there are too many little kids, so I didn't. Yeah, yeah. That's cool, Uncle Dan. Ow! I need to go to the ER. <laughs> yeah, well, the good thing about that is there was like three nurses there, so, you know, between me and my mom and my aunt, so uh, they would have been all right. Yeah, just go walk it off. <laughs> that, that, you, don't need, you, don't need, you don't need that eye. We know how they are. The little kids, they, you know, they see a little helicopter, and they – they run to it and they want to grab it out of the air. Oh yeah, yeah. That was flying my kids. My Simon's got one of those little. Uh, uh, it's like the Sima 107 coax kind of deal. It's like one of those little small clone helis or whatever we got from Best Buy. 
Um, and he, you know, he's actually getting pretty good at it. He can hover it and get it up above his head. And uh, I'm getting him to now where he can hover. I mean, whatever, hovering it is easy. You just don't touch it and it sits there, right? Um, but I got him over the fear factor. So, you know, Hank flies it and stuff. But so I was flying it the other day. Um, but my little Marissa, she's three and she's like that, like Dan, like it's like you were saying, is almost oblivious to, you know, it's almost like she needs to see like me accidentally get like my get it whack it in my hand or something like that so she knows hey this you know this is not a good thing to be playing around or whatever even just the little toy ones you know what i mean that probably it wouldn't would probably not even leave a mark but it would probably spook her but the point is i'm flying around and i'm off kind of by myself in the living room flying and here she comes do 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 and comes walking right underneath it and like literally like inches away from the skids if like a piece of her hair would have grabbed the skids (laughs) it would have just like toppled over on her head i'm like marissa Mm. ah." getting out of the way and stuff Alrighty, guys. Well, I think it's probably time for a little bit of news. What do you think? News of the week. (laughs) (laughs) That's stupid. Awesome. He said news. Bring that news. Hi, this is Courtney from South Florida, and you're listening to RC Heli Nation. Lock it in and rip the knob off. So, I don't know. We got some big news, actually. It's kind of an announcement, so to speak. Rob, you kind of enlightened me on this one. Do you want to tell everybody? Yeah. Rob? What am I telling him? He's like, he's like what? You know what I texted you earlier? Yeah. About our friend? Yeah. Yes. Our friend, uh, Bert Kammerer, uh, has announced that he is flying for Goblin. He is a team pilot for SAB, um, flying uh, their... Uh, their their new goblin helicopter which is going to be pretty cool because we all know bert's a badass pilot and the goblin's a, a badass helicopter so i think it's a pretty cool match uh you can go to the goblin-helicopter.com and check out their team page right now bert's the only one on there so he must have been uh, the first one that they approached and i couldn't think of a perfect you know first pilot you know kind of a a marquee pilot yeah. to put on the brand you know what i mean that's that's i think that's excellent and we all know Tariq is pretty much uh not the competition guy, not a, you know, let's let's really outwardly display a bunch of sponsorships. He doesn't really get into that. He's just a... He just beats on the helicopter. Yeah, I mean, he's just like a, a like a, I don't know, a, came from some other planet or something. Somebody put a chip in his brain and said, you can fly anything you want to, whatever. But Bert is an official team pilot now for them, which is pretty cool. So um, good job, Bert. You know, good luck on that endeavor. Um, you know, I, I think that... Uh, from what I know of Bird Camera, you know, he's got a pretty solid background, not just picking up a controller and banging the sticks around. You know, he's he's able to have his hands into product development, R&D, and all of that stuff. So a company like SAB coming out with a brand-new uh, helicopter, by all rights, that they look to have done a great job right out of the gate. Um, but, you know, anything in this world has room for improvement, and I think Bert's an excellent person to be able to do that. So, sweet. Got anything else, Rob? Uh, I don't know. Hang on, let me let me. Uh, I'm trolling. Hang on. Well, Rob's trolling. How about you, Brian? You got anything? Uh, I've got a little bit of news. Uh, just a hel- just a helicopter stuff from RC Aerodyne. Um, we've yeah, got. I heard you guys got some uh, some new things around the corner. That's cool. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll leave the the airplane stuff for Cliff because you know we don't want to talk about fixed wing. But uh, anywho, the uh, on the helicopter side. You know, you've got the guys that everybody loves the pod and bloom, pod and boom, smackdown 3D helicopter stuff. Well. You know, RC Aerodyne does scale aircraft as well, 
and Cliff has pretty much ventured. He says, I want to get into a first on this. And you, you go out to the field and you look in the, the helicopters you see, you can look out and you can see your, you know, whether it be an Augusta 109 or, or, you know, the Apache or be a Cobra and you see the beautiful fuse and you can see the beautiful scale blades and you look and you're like, Oh, well, that's, that's, that's a Raptor 50 or, you know, that's a T-Rex 600. That's a T-Rex 700. Yeah. Sure. You, you can see right in there. Yeah. yeah you, you see the mechanics. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Cliff is, his in, his endeavor for this upcoming year, which is, I mean, it's an awesome thing, is to have it where you have the scale cockpits and the setup to where you don't just look in and see, you know, the guts. You don't see the, the you know, the, the fuse and all that outside of that. You, you look at and see the bird. It's going to look like the scale bird. Um, so that's 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 on the horizon, and it's coming this year. They started it, I guess, early 2011, and some of our helicopters are already set up that way. Um yeah, I'm right now, uh, Brian, I'm on the, the website now, and I'm looking at this Bell UH-1 Iroquois, yep. and I'm looking at this picture of this thing, and I'm seeing a guy on the inside with the big the big uh, panel door open with a minigun hanging out the side. I'm seeing a pilot in the front, and in no way can I see any helicopter mechanics whatsoever, and I can see through the helicopter, and that's, man, that's some pretty intricate detail. I mean, I think if I got into scale, something scale, I'd want to do something like this. Take the time. I mean, unlike you folks down there where it's warm just about all year long, minus your occasional uh, rain and <laughs> hurricane, God forbid, um, I could spend all winter sitting on my bench putting this thing together and making it look sweet. You that know, feels like some angst, Dan. Does that feel like angst yeah. to you? No, well, it, you know, I, I hey, it is angst, and I have it too. But here, let me let me tell you the, the let me tell you the beauty, the the flip side of that. Uh, maybe more so for me than Rob, because Rob has to deal with humidity in the summer. But over here in the summer, it's 80 degrees. There's no wind, the sun's shining, and there's no humidity. Whereas you guys, it's 115 degrees and 350% humidity. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and, and, and you wake up in the morning, you go to take a shower, and you can feel yourself sweating while you're taking a shower. <laughs> and you get out of the shower, and it's like you didn't even take a shower. And then 10 minutes later, you're just as wet again because you're sweating so much. That you felt like you just took another shower. So it's a trade-off. It's a trade-off winter for summer, right? We can whine about you guys when we're cold as heck up here, and then you can whine about us when it's too hot to fly out that way. Which I do. I do. I do frequently. Yes, yes you do. And then you tell me to man up and go fly anyway, so I do. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, I've got uh, on the uh, on the scale bird side. I've got one. I'm you know I don't know exactly what bird it is, but I'm going to be building a a large scale 700 class bird uh, over the winter, um, thanks to my wonderful wife. Nice. And uh, she she talked with Cliff, and they uh, they have an arrangement. Now apparently I'm not going to know what it is, but it's going to be big and have multiple <laughs> blades. It's probably better that way. Yeah, it's probably yeah, better. Yeah. That way. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things. It's a curse. Gotta love her. And uh, on the on the scale thing, uh, I'll leave. Hey, as long I'll as she gets things done. Oh, she handles it. She handles it. My business and hers. Um, we're getting uh, – Cliff and I talked about this the other day right before Thanksgiving break and before you lost power the other day, Dan, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, the one thing about a full-size full size heli, you know, in, in, in real life, IRL, is, you know, the turbine comes up and it gets to temperature and gets to RPMs and then you go ahead and engage the main rotor, Right. Whereas with, mm-hmm. you know, you go to these little remote control scale helicopters and you, you flipped off throttle hole and you start spooling it up and it spools up. So it's kind of, you know, the, the motor RPMs come up and the blade RPMs come up. Yeah. Well, Cliff has, has gone one step further to get our helicopters a little bit more on the scale size. And imagine it's going to look like there's two brushless motors together, but honestly it's not. The bottom, the bottom motor is going to be your drive motor for our new helicopters. And you're going to have – it's. I, 
I would I would call it kind of like a planetary, but it's going to be set up to where it's got a, it's got an onboard clutch with it. And as your motor gets up to RPM, so you're going to hear it starts spooling up, and the blade is just going to sit there. But as it gets to a certain RPM, the clutch is going to engage, and the planetary starts spinning up. And it's going to it's they're doing away with your your main gear, your main drive gear, and this is going to take its place. So nice. your motor comes up, clutches and clutch engages, and then all of a sudden, boom! Now your main blade starts spooling up just like a real helicopter. That's and cool. That's, yeah, that's cool. And of course, the first thing I said to Cliff was, uh, "When do I get one?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's going to be pretty nice. I'm looking forward to it. And, Dude, uh, shots yeah. of the inner workings of something like that would make for some pretty good heliport. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so, so I know we're kind of getting off the news, but I have a question now. Does uh, does <laughs> yeah. he offer that? If you buy a scale fuselage, do do they offer the mechanics along with it? He he, he puts together combo packages for what you're looking for. And when you, you know, instead of just, you know, that's the one thing that I like about RC Aerodyne. It's a one-stop shop. You know, you've got your, you've got your mechanics, you, you've got everything from your servos to your speed controllers, to your fly barless controllers, to your multi-blade heads. So you call, instead of just going online and going, okay, I'm browsing and I'm going to click this, that, and the other, we, we've got, you know, constant customer support with the team pilots and, you know, at the shop in Renton, Washington. And so you pick up the phone and you, you call them and say, hey, I'm, this is the project I'm working on. And, you know, Cliff or, you know, Rob, the other Rob that lives in Washington, not Minnesota, um, they jump up and they say, okay, where are you wanting to go with your bird? You know, where are you wanting to be? And they tailor your package for you. It's not just, you know, I'm buying a pod and boom super combo. You know, I, I want this kind of bird with a five-blade head with a four-blade tail, and here's where I want to be. I want it to be turnkey. And so they build you your package, and, you know, they make sure you're taken care of, not just from the sale, but after the fact with your setup, with your phasing, you know, of your multi-blades. Um they they can whatever you're looking for they're going to take care of, and if you've got a problem you've got if you've got any problems with your aircraft they stand behind their product 100. percent You don't have to you know if you've got a problem with a single part on it you call them and say look you know here, here's here's what I've got an issue with and they're going to take care of you and that's why I like flying for RC Aerodyne it's you know it's a great family oriented business see and, you and know they're, they're the pilots that that's that's one of the things I have to say that I like now. There's, you know, there's a, a few, I guess you could call them like big box websites that I'll go to and, and by all rights, just about most of the time you can find what you need to get in stock. Maybe you got to go to one or two places or whatever, but some of these smaller, more specialized establishments, just like you're saying, Brian, are able to, to feed you that kind of service and stuff like that because they have the resource available. They're not overextended, if you will, or whatever, um, by volume, right? And, um, so it, it is a much better deal like, uh, uh, where you can just call them up and tell them what you need. You know, there's a, a shop uh, just north of me here, kind of between me and Dan, uh, anythingheli.com. He's a friend of the show. Um, and uh, you can call him up and just kind of shoot the shit with him about what you're looking for, and, and he'll do what he can to make it happen for you. So kudos to RC Aerodyne for doing that. The following is a public service announcement from Save the Fly Bar. Bars sit in the cold, damp corners of your garage to rust or be sent to the junkyard for melting away for plank parts. Every day, the number of fly barless units increases dramatically, leaving fly bars to squander away into obscurity, not to mention the fly bar paddles. 
carbon, plastic, and all of those KBDD paddles hoping to fly another day. It takes a little for you to become a special friend of the Fly Bar. For just 75 cents a day, you could save a Fly Bar somewhere across the nation. As a sponsor, you could exchange photos and letters from all the happy children currently flying their Fly Bar helis. So come on, pick up the phone. Call 1-800-SAVE-FLY-BAR. Thank you for your time and consideration. Save the Fly Bar now. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I know a lot of people have become aware of uh, RC Aerodyne through the Chaos brand, you know, because by all rights, you know, Helifreak and, um, you know, Crackroll.com and some of those other forums are mainly pod and boom type flyers, right? Scale flying is in the minority, except for maybe, you know, RC groups and stuff. You see a pretty, there's a pretty big following of that, I guess, more than other places. But um, by all rights, these the folks over at RC Aerodyne have been doing scale for quite some time now and Absolutely. recently and recently just got into the whole quote 3D helicopter market is that correct and, and that is correct and our our largest helicopter the 700 is fixing to go offline it's in the middle of a, a major revamp yeah um, you know and the the one thing that you know we took to uh took to cliff was hey we want something that's going to stand out that's going to be our own helicopter yeah. Uh, you know, everybody's like, well, I want to design this and I want to design that. And then you look at what it takes and what all encompasses to get in, you know, get just even off the ground for a prototype. And yeah. uh, between the pilots, uh, Danny Maddox, he pretty much stood up and said, you know what? I've got an idea in my head. And he pulled the other guys that fly for RCA and he said, okay, guys, what, what do you want in a helicopter? And granted, you know, Danny's a young guy. Uh, his first major fun fly that he just went to was the one in California for Heli Freak, and he's he's an exceptional and he's accomplished you know young guy. And we were talking one night and he says, you know, I was getting ready to go to New Orleans to go ship out on the boat, and so we were on the phone till like three o'clock in the morning. And he's like picking my brain, and he says, well, this is this is where we're going to go with it. And I mean, I've seen I've seen the, the sneak shots and the initial prototype has flown. Um, but it's going to be a one-of-a-kind helicopter. It's going to be our big bird, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be a signature go-to. Um, it's not going to be like a T-Rex. It's yeah. not going to be. It's not going to be like an MA. It's 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 going to be all on its own. Yeah. Um, so I, it's not going to be. A, is it going to be? It's not necessarily going to be like your boutique. This is too intricate and expensive to fly, though. No, no, and okay, it's all. Yeah. Up fly- and speaking of flying, it's all up flying weight is going to be nine pounds or less. Um, your average uh, 700 class electric, usually all up flying weight is 11 or more. This thing's going to wow. be nine or less. And if you can pull that off and that thing stays together, that's great. That's cool. You know, it's it's interesting to hear that that's happening because I know um, just about any time you have a company that's a little bit less known than you, you, some of your big brands, like well, let's face it, Align, for instance. Say when you say 450, you, most people think okay, an Align, you got a T-Rex 450, right? Um, there's some other big brands out there that have their own designs that are out there, but just about any time you have a company that comes out with a helicopter that, by all rights, looks pretty much the exact same as another helicopter, the first thing people start to lean to is, up oh, clone, up, oh, yep, yeah, that's a clone. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know earlier you had you had said that uh, it's kind of a variant, and I think that's a a fancier way of saying clone, but I, I think, and, and I've 
since I found out that you that you were flying for them, you know, Brian, you're you're my friend. You've been my friend for a long time. I, I was kind of interested in stuff like that. And listeners, by no rights do I. This isn't you know some sort of public service announcement or anything like that. This is my opinion that it's built the same way a T Rex four fifty is built. It's almost the the impression that I get, Brian. And correct me if I'm wrong. Slap me in the face over the internet if I'm not on the right track here. But um, from an R and D perspective, that legwork has been done, and it's not necessarily trying to blatantly clone somebody else's idea because, as you mentioned earlier, you guys have taken taken what's been a proven platform and done what you guys thought was right to make that platform better. Um, thicker carbon fiber, 7075 aluminum, um, and then some of those other components to strengthen some of the things that you see people would have done after dumping their helicopter the first time. Yeah, I mean, right. and, and that's you know, look at this way, you know, you and I've I've heard it, and I'm not even going to step into the clone, but because yeah. invariably the discussion people try to turn it into an argument is okay, you yeah. know, it's it's in a line, and you, you can call it whatever you want to call it. A spade is always going to be a spade. The chaos helicopter, the the idea that Cliff had in mind was, I want a helicopter that is proven, okay, which like you mentioned, you know, it, yep. it's a proven setup. Okay. Yep. Now, when you take and you say, okay, what are the weak points about this bird that people complain about? What are the things that automatically get upgraded? You know, what are what are the issues we have? You know, you look at, you know, let's let's compare apples to oranges here. You you look at the Chaos Kit, and your Chaos Kit comes out with thicker carbon fiber frames, comes out with with you know same or better spec servos that come with it. You know, awesome ESC. Um, you know. You, yeah, you look at yeah. you know your blades are carbon fiber right off the bat. They're not they're not plastic with a carbon fiber rod jam film on the 450. Um, you, your tail blades are carbon fiber. They're not plastic. Your paddles carbon fiber once again. You know on the Chaos Cliff like shiny. So most of your Chaos helicopters have <laughs> yeah. you know everything's blinged out. You know, yeah. you know I, I'm flying a pimp machine. Right. Um, you know right. your 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 vertical stabilizer mount. You know nine times out of ten on the align on your your plain Jane kit on even on your your pro kits you have the plastic vertical stabilizer mount. No, this is CNC milled. You know seventy seventy five aircraft grade aluminum. So yeah. the the stuff that you would already have to spend on your bird if you wanted a comparable bird you're going to spend easily another seventy five to one hundred fifty bucks on just getting these upgraded parts. Well, the chaos already has it. And it's at a fraction of the cost you would spend on, you know, on a line. And like I said, I'm not sure. going to bash. I'm not going to bash the Align brand. You know, they, it's, they're, it's a they're good brand. Why do you think yeah. they sell so many of them? You know, that, that's how I see it. They're they're going through their changes and their improvements. Well, mm-hmm. you know, RCA's we, we they've stepped up. Now we're we're making changes to our Big Bird. You know, it's yeah. already popular. It's constantly sold out. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if it were if it were just a clone, then why are these helicopters constantly being sold out every time we get our our, our shipments in? Now you had well, mentioned you had mentioned a minute ago, uh, Brian, about the the seven hundred, this new prototype seven hundred. Um, did you guys have a name for that one yet? It is going to be called the Thor. The and Thor. Okay. That's Danny Maddox uh, started asking questions, and he says, "Well, you know, we were talking, and he says, well, what do you think a good name for?'" And I says, "Well, the good ship lollipop's taken." Um, <laughs> Uh, and I, I, you know, I nicknamed my birds, and I told myself, "Well, you can't have Loki." And he started laughing. He goes, "Why couldn't I have Loki?" And it just so happened Renee and I had just rented the movie Thor. Oh, and yeah. we were talking, and he says, "What do you mean?" I said, "Well, think about it. You know, look at look at what Thor's the the, the mythical Greek god of." And he started thinking about it, and he's like, "You know what? That's a good name." So, might I mean, as well. Somebody else named one of the Goblin. There's the Whiplash. All these weird names yeah. coming up. Must probably Thor. I'm I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a it's gonna be it's not gonna be a chaos. It's it's you know it's yeah. it's gonna have some it's gonna have some. Similar 
similarities to other birds, but it's going to be a one-off. And like I said, the 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 last I heard, its name is going to be Thor. I don't know if Cliff's going to leave the chaos name attached to it, but I, I do know that I can't wait to get mine, and I can't wait to build it and fly it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a very nice bird. And like I said, I've got to give props to Danny. You know, he he uh, he's a young guy. He's already stepped up. He says, let's get this thing done. And, and he took you know great ideas, and he's he's already he's already continued to improve on things. And uh, we're going to do some do some changes, some aftermarket add-ons for those guys that already own the Align T-Rex 600 and the Chaos 600 uh, to make it a little bit better helicopter. There's going to be some other stuff that's coming up. And like I said, it's 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 an evolution, which that's what Heli's is all about. Is what's what's the next thing down the line that's going to make this more fun and not just plain Jane and yeah. an everyday helicopter. So is the word clone an offensive word? Is the word clone offensive? What to me? To, no, I kind of I, mean, I, I, I kind of find it flattering. When it comes to the word clone, frankly, when it comes to a helicopter, if I can, if I can, if I can build a buy a kit, and if I can put replacement aligned kit parts onto that kit, it's a clone. It's a clone of Align. But see, here's yeah. the, what matters to me is if I'm replacing it with higher quality parts, that doesn't. It's still a clone, but it's a better clone. Right. So, so I don't necessarily consider the word clone. A bad word. Yeah. And you know, Dan, where I think that that came from is Hobby King. You know, overseas. You know, when – because there was a time where Hobby King didn't deal in helicopters at all, like kits and stuff like that. All you could buy was batteries and electronics and Moxnick stuff like that. They had some airplane stuff, right? Um, But it was mostly an accessory shop, and I think all of us have watched that place grow into this – giant godzilla shop right and i mean they're actually uh i think hobby king if i'm not mistaken the the owner of hobby king is actually an american lives in the united states yes but, jason's an american right um but that's getting back to the subject when they first came out with those hk clone helicopters people were buying these things because they were like 40 bucks for the kit i mean who wouldn't throw 40 bucks across the ocean and wait a month to get one of these kits just to try it out but we had people that were having dangerously bad failures with these things. I mean, these things were piss poor design. I mean, these, I don't know what they were thinking. They, they were taking $30 worth of parts and sticking it in a box, right? And calling it a whole helicopter. And so by all rights, the, uh, the notion of mimicry in this market got off to a really bad start. And everybody's got, a, I think a sour taste in their mouth when they hear the word clone. And so, it's easy for a company that's actually putting out a product that's not destroying itself in the air and is, it has a pleasing outcome and it has a reputable background. You know, it, it's kind of tough to tiptoe around the idea of being able to take a frame side from my helicopter and a frame side from a name brand helicopter and lay them on top of each other and it's like it's like connect the dots. They match exactly, right? How could you not say that's a clone? That's that's a carbon copy of the original, right? That is essentially just reiterating that the original's design is a sound design, right? Paying homage to it, if you will. I think these days that's more appropriate. But in no way would I equate some of the stuff we see these days, not just from, you know, Brian, not just from the, the Chaos line, which you guys are selling on your on your website. And by the way, you're selling T-Rex stuff on your website too, so it's not like you're trying to corner some sort of market here. Um, but other brands too that are out there, XLA's got some helicopters that are 
staying in the air. You know, they're doing what they're supposed to do. Um, and there's some other places that sell, a, you know, if maybe a, a more, uh, I don't know if it's more appropriate, but you know, a more appropriate word is more of like a, it's like a mimic, it's like a copy, right? It's a, it's a, you, it's a clone, right? But it, I think clone got a bad rap when all that started. A lot of shit, oh. a, a lot of shit gets a bad rap because of, of the things that have come out of Hobby King, frankly. And yeah, I'm gonna put the name out there, Hobby King. I'm not a fan of Hobby King. I think some of the stuff you can buy there is dirt cheap, and there's some things you can get, and then I'll buy out there, you know, like silicone wire, heat shrink, but it's a little battery tester that actually still works, um, you know, uh, maybe some LED strips and stuff like that. Um, I'm willing to spend the money on those kinds of things. Real parts, like they sell Gowie parts there, so I'll buy real parts there if I absolutely can't find them anywhere else. Um, I'm done buying batteries from there. The last time, last two times, um, and I didn't learn my lesson the first time, but the last two times I got batteries from there, dead cells. What am I going to do? I'm not going to wait for another 60 days, send it back, wait 30 days, get another one back. You know, With a so, dead cell. With a dead cell, right? So I'm done with the crapshoot. I'll spend more money in, generally on the hobby for stuff f- from here, you know, and, and then I know mm-hmm. it's going to work. So. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. the that's the one good thing about RC Aerodyne is they're you know they're a U.S. based company and you know there is there is you know quality control. It's not just hey we're paying for this and ship us you know X Y Z number of helicopter parts or helicopters. There's actually QC. Cliff does go and travel and, and make sure that these parts are meeting a stringent quality standard. Um, you know it's not they're not trying to slip in sixty sixty one aluminum instead of seventy seventy five. You know you're you're looking at you know you're looking at a good helicopter. And that's what that's why I'm happy with it. You know, like I said you and honestly, Dan, you know, the, the end result answer is, you know, I if it's call it a clone, call it whatever you want to want to call it, but it's a good helicopter and it's based on a good design. And you know, like I said, RCA is has taken the next step, and you know, there's 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 development right now where it's we're gonna have our own helicopter, and it's gonna be you know unlike the other guys. So good, you know, good get, answer. <laughs> get rid of get rid of get rid of that word clone altogether. And you know now you know you look at the product support after the fact, not just the initial low cost of a sale, but there's product support during you know during the sale. There's product support after the fact. You know we went with, I went to Will James you know month or so ago, and I'm like, hey Will, you know RC Aerodyne, we've got the Chaos Helis. There's there's you know a lot of interest out there. Can I you know can I get a, a sub for him for that? And he's like, well let me check it out and see. If there's enough interest. And Will's he comes back to me. It's like 4:13 in the morning, my time, and I get an email. It says, hey, all right, y'all have got a Chaos form. I'm like, sweet. So I mean, it's it's you know we've we've we, I think we've honestly passed the stigmata of just it's a clone heli, you know the chaos is it's it's a heli, so they say imitation's the best form of flattery. If you want to call it a clone, fine, call it a clone, you know once you've once you've flown it, I don't care what you call it because nine times out of ten, when you fly it and you see what kind of enjoyment you're going to get out of it, and you look at the cost and you say, wow man, I you know I can get this whole bird for you know X Y you know amount of dollars. And wow, it's actually the whole bird's cheaper than a rekit for the one I just smacked in. So, you know, it's it's some people are gonna take offense to it. I, I, not so much. My thing is, I don't want to feel like I ever have to defend what I'm flying because I don't. You know, my, the, the what we fly speaks for itself. I mean, Rob, you've seen the videos of my helicopters fly. That you know, I, I have. Had, yeah. I, you have. know, I had Rob Faust flew my flew my 700 and my 600, and you know, he's a he's a he's a, a adamant nitro guy. He loves nitro. Mm-hmm. And I said, Rob, you know, you're my bud too. Uh, why don't you give the 700 a flight? And he's like, seriously? And I said, yeah. And he spooled up and he goes, well, you know, I'm going to be gentle. I said, Rob, beat it like you own it. I said, if it goes in, I'll get parts. It's no big deal. Now, so he, now started, he flies. He flies for Thunder Tiger, yeah. 
Yeah, he flies Thunder Tigers. So. Yeah, yeah okay. he's, he's, he's a great pilot, and he's just real calm. He was the first pilot in real life that I met. Um, I had a little Blade 400 back in the day, and I got it for Christmas a few years back. And, you know, Renee sat there and told me, honey, wait till you get home. So I did, and we took it out to the high school. And, I mean, I've been flying the fixed pitch and the coaxes, and I spooled that sucker up. My first flight lasted all of about two and a half seconds, and I spent the, spent the next ten minutes picking up parts in the high school parking lot. And so I took it out to Houston Sport Flyers, and Rob and a couple of the guys were out there practicing high altitude autos. And uh, I, I walk up there with my, you know, my hand, my my hat in my hand, and I'm like, uh, "Guys, help!" And he looked over and he's <laughs> like, "Wow, what happened to that?" I'm like, "Well, you see, it went uh huh, and then it went uh huh, and then it went boom." And That's so funny. he he's been a good mentor, uh, much like you. He uh, except for he's like physically here to kick me in the butt, right? As, right. as opposed to you know, Brian man up and go fly. He, he's he's been a he's been a pretty good mentor. So I had absolutely no problem with him, you know, handing him this helicopter that I prized. I love this helicopter. And, you know, like I said, we've got we've got some great guys down here that I fly with. And uh, if you don't mind, I want to give a quick shameless plug out to uh, Brandon Lewis and Eric Zoll. Uh, both, you know, they're 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 fanboys of just, you know, the nation and they're, they're fanboys of just flying and just great companions. Yeah, that's cool, man. And that's what it's all about. This hobby is all about having fun. If you're not having fun, if you're getting frustrated or do you feel like you got too many irons in the fire? What's it worth, you know? As long as you can go out and whatever you're flying, you go out and you fly, you get a smile on your face, you hang out with your friends, that's the whole point. And that's why we're here, you know? Absolutely. So, so that's that's one thing I was, I've always been thankful for about having you around, Rob, because, uh, you know, I mean, I remember the first, I guess, year and a half that I all I could do was hover. Mm-hmm. And I'd get on the sim and I'd beat the hell out of the sim. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm the man. I'd get out in real life and I just I, – I didn't have the uh, – Guts, the intestinal fortitude, whatever you want to call it. I'm like, dude, I want to crash it. I, you know, I'm going to suck. And <laughs> I you know, had that one weekend, and I don't know if you remember it, but, you know, Renee and I were getting ready to have a little weekend away and, you know, no no family, no kids, and no stress. And so we're going to take off to San Antonio and go, you know, spend a weekend on the river walk and have a little romantic time. And I'm like, awesome. Yeah. And, of course, as soon as we get in the truck, it's raining. My wife falls asleep, and I'm like, this sucks. I haven't <laughs> talked right. to Rob in a couple of days. <laughs> I remember that conversation, man. We talked it, for like an hour works. and a half. Yep, so it worked. You, you told me to man up and fly the damn helicopter. If I crash it, rebuild it. I had the parts. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. So, but I mean, it's 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 been a, it's been a it's just been a fun ride, man. I enjoy it, and I mean, I've made some great friends. You know, we've talked about the pay it forward and take care of one another, and that's the idea: is be good stewards of the community. That's you know, right. Find, Find ways to to not benefit just yourself, but to help that guy that's coming up. You you never know. You you know there's there's a lot of guys that you you don't think that they have that potential, but you know you give them just a little bit of interest, and, and you know show them some support, and you'd be surprised how fast that they come along. You know, and I mean that's that's what it's all about. So I'm not competitive. I just like having fun and having good friends. So that's why I'm thankful, like I said, that, that Cliff picked me up as one of his pilots. I mean, you know, Rob, you're a better pilot than I am. Dan, you're a better pilot than I am. But you know what? I can crash a helicopter, smile, laugh, and keep on going. Hey, so can I. Well, if it's not mine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, Dan. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, at least at least Rob openly admitted that, Dan, before you had to put it out there. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. So, hey, we've got, um, we've got some uh, – some other upcoming guests that are going to be coming on soon. Um, yes, we do. Yeah, we've we posted some of that stuff on Facebook. And um, as a matter of fact, uh, we've got um, let's see, we've got a, a shop owner, a uh, friend from uh, the circles I run in, that's also a pro pilot, 
and two plankers, believe it or not. You want to know who they are? Yeah, I don't even know who you're talking about. Okay. Oh, you, you'll know once I, t- once I tell you their names. Um, first, Cliff's coming on from RCR Dime. We're going to have him, him on in the next one of the next episodes here. Uh, my buddy J.C. Zankel, he's a, a pro pilot, flies for Gowie. He's going to be on. He's going to be able to talk to us about uh, kind of what he's been up to lately. He's been pretty much on tour, if, I guess, if you will, doing the uh, the show circuit and stuff like that. Um, the the big thing these days, and I know a lot of people have already heard about it, is uh, the Gowie X7. Um, that's slated to be released at the beginning of next year. And uh, he's got one in his hot little hands. There's a couple other people in the States that have them. Um, and it's just uh, – it's it's putting up quite a movement, I think. Uh, we'll put a couple of – there's a link actually in our in our Heli Freak section where I put it up. If you guys have any questions for JC's ankle, he's coming on. If you have any questions for Bobby Watts uh, as he comes on because he's another pro pilot that's coming on, uh, Burt Kammerer. Um, we'll probably have him on again in the future. Whenever you see a thread out in our section about a guest that's coming on, post up your questions. If you have a question for that person, it doesn't matter what it is, you know, what's your favorite food, you know? Um, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't have to be helicopter related. If we share your question on the air, um, well, you know, we'll give you a kudo for that, of course, and then uh, we'll, we'll get you out some swag of some kind, you know, get you a T-shirt or something like that. But um, we like to do that kind of stuff because we want to involve the uh, listeners in the show as well. Um, but the, the, the one planker that I know we're going to have on the show is Bobby Watts himself. I don't know if you guys knew he was a planker or not, um, but – and this link is actually in the uh, RC Heli Nation listeners' corner thread. We can put a link <laughs> to this uh, – um, to, we can put a link to this right in the show notes if you want. But do uh, you guys know what planking is? Yes. Not flying a plank. Then I have no idea. All right. Well, take a look at the picture that I just Skyped you, and the picture will say it all. We'll, we'll share a picture in the show notes. Um, for those of you guys out there that know what I'm talking about, <laughs> check out Bobby Watts' profile page. Uh, I found a picture of Bert Kammerer. He's also a planker. Um so obviously Bobby Watts is a bad influence on Bert. So Bert, you better watch out. I know you're the older one. You're supposed to be the wiser one. Um, but no, man, it's funny. The, the pictures are funny. I've done my share of planking as well. Uh, my nephew actually got me into it, and it's uh, it's a pretty unusual uh, movement that I've have been seeing out there. Every now and then you'll find a picture uh, in some thread somewhere, or in somebody's photo bucket, or on Facebook of them planking some sort of object. So. Um, Oh, you know, if you if you got a picture of yourself planking, post it up. Let's see if we can uh, let's see what uh, kind of silly planks we can find. If you can make it helicopter related, that'd be even better. <laughs> My nephew's planked a dead bear. He's planked the top of a, a baseball fence. You know, he's planked all you know like uh, pipes. I found a picture of a chick planking a, a squad car that was at the scene of some other thing, and she just walked up and planked it, and they took a picture of it. So I don't know. People come up with some pretty creative ways to plank things, and I'm I, I don't know where that started, but I think it's kind of funny. So, yeah, I uh, I found two pro pilots that are also plankers. I don't know if they fly planks, but they, they're sure plankers. So, you know, it's episode 11. We're giving away a KDS motor. That we are, yeah. For the KDS motor giveaway, we've got all the names printed out. Uh, I've got them in my uh, custom OptiPower X5 canopy. Mm. And <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to have my son Simon – uh, draw the name. So let me shake them up. You ready to draw the name? Yep. 
All right, let's go ahead and do that. Close your eyes and reach your hand in and pick one name up. Just one. You got one? Yeah. All right, let's see if we can read this name. Who is that? Um, I can't read that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Adamat, you're the winner. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Say, no, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's Adam Madwitz is the winner. All right, Simon, thanks for uh, doing the drawing for us on the podcast. Give me five. Yeah. All right, give me a hug. It's time for bed. Good night, Dad. I love you. I love you too. Okay, bye. Aww. Good night. So there we go. Congratulations to Adam Madwitz, the winner of the KDS 5025 500 KV motor. Shibby. That'll be a nice motor. You got to post up some pictures. Tell us what you put it in. That'll be really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So, thank you to helismack.com for donating that motor. We really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, if you're looking for any KDS stuff, check him out. He's going to be selling that stuff here. Uh, he just opened this shop up. So, give him a look and see what you think. So, how do we get in touch with you, Rob, if I wanted to uh, send you hate mail? What would, I, what would I do to do that? Um. Well,. I prefer carrier pigeons, but I hear they're outlawed in a lot of states, so you'll probably just have to email me at okay. rob at rchelidnation.com. Um, you, uh, you can reach me pretty much any forum uh, that's out there, including Flying Giants, believe it or not. I'm on that forum uh, as NextGen. Um, uh, that's where I'm at all over the place. Uh, my YouTube account is NextGenRC. Come find me out there. i got lots of cool videos. Come subscribe. Um, you can also check my front porch out. You know, I know a lot of my Gowie buddies already know about it, but uh, I uh, that's kind of just where I uh, I consolidate a whole bunch of the helpful stuff that I've done on a bunch of different forums, build threads and reviews and uh, how-tos and stuff like that. And I try and put them all in this one place, you know, so that I have one point of reference. But um, there's a contact me page on there. Um, the It's a Google, like one of those Google sites, a turnkey website. And uh, um, the add-ons that I've added onto it, the contact me page doesn't have a spot for you to type your email address. So if you're going to contact me, just throw your email address or however you want me to get back in touch with you in there so that I'll know it because I get it as an Excel spreadsheet like a Google Doc. And if you tell me something, that's all fine and good. I appreciate the feedback, but I can't respond to you unless you give me a way to do that, however you want to do it. It doesn't matter, um, but just let me know. I did. We did get actually uh, – I got some feedback uh, um, from a guy about the show on there, and I wanted to talk to him, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't have a way to contact him. So, um, if you sent me that message, send me another one with a return, and I'll get back with you about that. Absolutely. So, Brian, if they wanted to get in touch with you uh, concerning your interests in uh, the Chaos Helicopter and RC Aerodyne, how would they do that? Well, my I'll give my personal email address. It's uh, Gizmo G I Z M O T E X for short for Texas and Cop, which is my old career. Um, Gizmo Cop at gmail dot com. So, or you can get me uh, on the forums as uh, R O V Pilot two six. Sounds are good. Mine uh, pretty simple. Dan K Reed at MSN dot com. Dan K Reed at all the forums. Uh, and that's pretty much about it. Also, too, guys, the Facebook page is really kind of coming along. We're pushing 300 here. Yeah, I saw that. Which is kind of nice. So yeah. it's a great way to get in touch with us. Uh, we check that often. And we also check our listeners' corner at Heli Freak quite often. And I, there's not a lot of action going on in the RC Heli Addicts forum, but occasionally I get a few PMs and emails over there, or um, 
posts over there, and I certainly do respond to those as well. And actually, we've been getting quite a few um, listener feedbacks, and everybody's given us, you know, kind of a good, you know, they give us little, you know, things that maybe we should look at changing. And mainly, you know, we're working on that stuff. So we encourage that feedback, guys, good or bad. Don't yeah. worry about it. We yeah, we just want to make it fun, you know, for the listeners and stuff like that and easy to listen to. So uh, by all rights, let us know. You know, if somebody <laughs> finds out that, our podcast sounds really weird on a 7.1 channel home theater surround system with a subwoofer or something like that. Tell us. Maybe we got too much low end and we don't know it, you know, because everybody's yeah. listening to it in their headphones or their cars or something, you know. Um, yeah. Let us know. I know a little bit about your backstory, but you, you had said that uh, your email is gizmotexcop. So you used to be a cop. Um, yep. What do cops do when they get bored? Well, uh, you know, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, you know, I mean, cops are human beings. Everybody expects them to be robots, and they're just – they're the police. And, I, you know, cops have to have sense of humor. And it, Here comes you know, the fuzz. Yeah, here comes the fuzz. Oh, my good. But, uh, no, one evening it was pretty late, and I just, you know, I was working, you know, what do you call it? In Texas, we call it STEP. It's Selective Traffic Enforcement Program. Okay. And it's, you know, it's a way of getting out there and making sure that the, you know, the, the general populace of the state of Texas is doing what they're supposed to be doing. And, of course, I'm going to change, I'm going to change names and locations to protect identities of people. Is, that a, is that a fancy way of saying radar trap, Brian? No, 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 no. It wasn't running radar. Wasn't running radar. You know, right. select, selective traffic, you look for – that's one of them is you know, looking for speeders. Uh, but you've got you – know, you look for you know, your seatbelt violators. You look for DWIs. You look for you know, do they have defective equipment on their vehicle, lights out, and sure. you know, just things, things that most people don't, you know, don't pay attention to. And, I mean, yeah, let's face it. It's a Class C misdemeanor most of the time. But, you know, also, you know, it's just one of those things you, you got to get out there and you make sure the public's paying attention. But uh, yeah. one night I was, I was working step. And it's probably about two o'clock in the morning. I had about another hour and a half, hour and a half of it left over, and so I, I decided, you know, I'm just in one of those weird, wacky moods, which I get in from time to time. And I decided <laughs> that I was gonna, uh, I was gonna, you know, have a fun traffic stop. And you know, I'd already made up my mind that when I hit, when I, when I got to the door uh, of this particular, you know, driver on a public roadway in the, the the great state of Texas, that I was going to, uh, you know, make sure that, you know, they realize that cops have a sense of humor. Sounds and, like this is going to head towards something out of tr Super Troopers here. Is that what's going on? <laughs> uh, let's, well, this is before this is before Super Troopers came out, but I can yeah. promise you it did cause a Dear Chief letter. You know, the letter, <laughs> Dear Chief, I'm sorry, I won't do this again. Uh, but, right. uh, short and skinny of it, I get out of the car and, you know, I, I walk up and I'm for the, for the subject matter, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, go into the first person view of it. But I, I walk up and, you know, the, the lady rolls down her window and I, good evening, ma'am. I'm Sergeant Foster with Toronto County Sheriff's Office and I need to tell your driver license and your proof of financial responsibility. And if you don't know what that is, that's your insurance, okay? Uh, the reason why you were stopped, ma'am, and I, the reason why you were stopped, when you were traveling, when you were traveling 76 mile an hour and a 55 mile an hour, ma'am, that's a very untaped speed to be traveling. Anyway. So I, I go through this entire stop, right? I go through this entire traffic stop in character. And, I mean, I'm trying to keep a straight face. And, you know, I mean, I've got kids. I can do that, you know. <laughs> but uh, I, I go through the entire traffic stop, and, you know, I, I politely – and I write her a warning, of course, because, you know, that just – that would be – it would be unethical to write a citation for it after I just, you know, mm -hmm. had, had a sense of humor about it. I mean, she was just – she I thought she'd find it, you know, catch on, you know, okay, this – what the – really? Well – 
I, I write her the warning. Okay, okay, ma'am, you you have a wonderful evening. You can slow it down, okay? I really don't want you to get hurt or nothing. Okay, you just have a have a good night. <laughs> bye well, bye. <laughs> yeah, bye bye. Thank you. And so you know, I gave her her copy of the warning warning, and uh, on my way I went and didn't think anything <laughs> further of it. The next morning, my next tail goes off about 7.30. I've had about two and a half hours sleep, and it's the old man wanting to discuss something with me. So uh, apparently the lady had decided that she was going to take it upon herself and call and, and thank the man for being forward-thinking and, and, you know, hiring somebody that had, you know, issues such as mine. And because, you know, I was, I was detail-oriented and, you know, just a, a very, very polite young man. And, you know, she just – but her big question was, how many bullets did you give him? But, uh, so, you know, I mean, like I said, you can say what you want to say, but you know, and like I said, it just—it was one of those, and I, I, I never did it again. And yeah, it, it, this that that joke's probably going to offend some people, but I've got a cousin. I guess the backstory behind all of that, I've got a cousin, cousin, you know, who is, you know, he's a challenge guy, but he's extremely sharp, very smart. And yeah. we—I spent a, a summer with my, you know, my cousin and my aunt, and we went to we rode our bikes up to get some Dr. Peppers at the, you know, the Five and Dime, and. And so he spent that entire summer teaching me how to talk like him, and it, it stayed with me through many years, obviously, because I, I can still do it today and be convincing. Yeah, Which, uh, it that that got me a dear chief letter and you know some time <laughs> off. But you know, you can say what you want. It was funny. That so. that's pretty funny, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, guys. Well, there we go. Episode number eleven. Thanks for having me, fellas. Hey, hey, thanks, thanks for, for being for, on, Brian. Thanks for coming on. Crooked Head says goodbye. <laughs> All right. Yeah, thanks, thanks, for com- thanks for coming on the show, Brian. Thanks for having me, fellas. I appreciate it. It's All been right. a blast. Uh-huh. All right, take it easy, guys. Minnesota's gay. Did you just did you just say Minnesota's gay? <laughs> no, I said men are gay. Men with scooters. <laughs> ah. Wow, he went South Park on us. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>